0: Family business is hard. I mean, family by itself is hard enough. Trying to be a good dad, a good husband, uh, available for people, prioritizing things. But then on top of that, if you throw in a business and you're doing this with the family and then getting the family involved in the business itself, then that's a recipe for disaster if you don't have the right things in the right places. So, what does it take to scale a family business into a thing that people want to be a part of and it doesn't? destroy either your personal or your professional life? Man, that's a great question, and my guest today is gonna help us all navigate that. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and today's episode is about family business and the scaling of family businesses, but not sacrificing anything along the way of importance. So how do you do all that stuff? Well, my guest today is going to help us navigate that. He has experience in this. His name is Daniel Ramsey. Daniel Ramsey is the president of Ramsey Solutions. He leads several business units at Ramsey Solutions, including Entree Leadership, Ramsey Education, Smart Dollar, and Ramsey Plus, and Ramsey Trusted. He is a passionate guy. He loves people. Um, And his ability to help people find new ways and to meet customers' needs, creating products that empower them, that's really what keeps him going. Now, he is a Ramsey family member and a member of of the operating board, and he's a part of the operating board's executive committee. So he has significantly impacted several areas of the Ramsey business, and his dad is Dave Ramsey. So what the heck is that all about? Well, I'm glad that you're here. He's going to tell us all about it, and he's very gracious to give us some time and uh, give us some direction and encouragement. So you're going to love this episode. So please uh, enjoy my conversation with Daniel Ramsey, president of Ramsey Solutions. I'm Daniel Ramsey. I'm the president of Ramsey
1: Solutions, and my dad is Dave Ramsey. He started our company 30 years ago, a little over 30 years ago now. And we're most known for our radio show, The Ramsey Show, where we help people get out of debt and build wealth. And so, we've—it's been a crazy story. God's had His hand all through the last thirty years, and it's been wild to to grow up around it in a family business and see it grow and develop. And um, it's pretty wild uh, to be part of it now. I've been part of the company for a little over nine years. And, um, yeah, I've, I've been, it's been a huge pleasure, a huge part of my life to grow up around it and to now be leading in the capacity I am is man, it, it's, it's humbling. It's crazy. And, uh, Patrick and I have gotten to share a lot of stories together about family business and what it's mm-hmm. like to grow up around it and then, uh, be in charge of it in many ways. And so and he has,
0: yeah. he has loved those, those conversations where you've kind of pulled the curtain back a little bit, nothing too crazy surprising. Cause he's, he is his dad, uh, Chris, who started, <laughs> uh, CCB old school sales guy. So there's a lot of similarities there. And, uh, oh, yeah. I know you, I know you, you, you mentioned your, your dad, Dave Ramsey. Um, now he's, he's like a, a young startup guy, right? Like he's just, he's, he's just making it, <laughs> trying to get his feet wet in the whole radio thing. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Man, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Started in the radio world. Um, and he was, back in those days, it's so funny to look back at old records and, and stuff to see what he sounded like. He had such a thick country accent back then mm-hmm. and uh, you know, didn't know what he was doing, but had so much passion and was so eager to serve people and help people mm-hmm. who were hurting, especially in their finances. And so yeah. uh, he still has that same level of passion now. And uh, he's a little bit older. <laughs> sure. uh, he's in his early 60s now. And um, of course, radio looks a lot different. We are uh, mostly like, you know, focused in the podcast and YouTube mm-hmm. spaces and radios, still a big player for us. But it's cool to see how the way we help people hasn't changed, but the formats in which we do have. Mm-hmm. So that's been been pretty wild
0: to watch. Yeah, yeah. We we've, we've and we'll get into um, entrepreneurship leadership and, and podcasts and stuff in in a little bit. But just to throw out there. Uh, those the listeners, you all need to check out. If you're not familiar with the Entree Leadership Podcast, you you have to. It's one of the most content rich podcasts on leadership that you will find. Practical application, interesting stories, um, different uh, interview styles, varying topics, but things specific to small to medium to large size business owners. Stuff that you deal with, stuff that keeps you up at night, um, and that's what got us into uh, hooked up with you all. Actually, was was the podcast itself. So coming back to to your story, you said nine years so far. Uh, I'm interested to hear how has your role changed in the last year?
1: Yeah. So, um, well, in the last year, I became president um, back in, it was probably November, December is when we made it official with our company. But leading up to that has just been a, it's been a wild journey and God has had such a cool plan at all. It's been so fun to to see it unpack. But I started here nine years ago, full time. And I started in sales just you know, grinding in a sales role, really working hard, uh, bringing on clients. I was selling advertisers uh, for our different shows. And then slowly, just through unique circumstances, different doors opened and I moved around the company and got to experience different parts of our company. And then in the last season, before I joined this role, I was over entree leadership that we were talking about earlier. And so I got to be a part of firsthand helping to coach small business owners and to talk about leadership and to, to lead the business unit that is bringing those things to market. And so, yeah, about a year ago, uh, we noticed some things happening in our company where uh, different things were starting to come together, but there wasn't a champion drawstringing some of these different areas of our company towards a unified strategy. And so my dad and I started having conversations this time last year, last summer, about what it might look like uh, for a role to be created that did that. That helped uh, unify our company in more ways, that helped uh, drive things in a, in a uh, in a different way. And so uh, my dad has been huge on succession. It's something Dave talks about all the time around here. And he's so intentional, which is so honoring to me as the second generation to have someone who cares a lot about that and is really pouring into that. And so uh, as we looked at my at, at, at this role, uh, we talked about what the role of a president might be. And so Dave is still CEO of our company. And he still plans on being CEO for uh, you know probably the next five or, or maybe 10 years. Uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what life throws at us, but he, uh, you know, he's still very much the CEO. And I, at this point as president, the way we've defined it is I'm leading all of our business units. So we have 12 different kind of PL centers in our company that have different, uh, markets they serve or different things that they do. And so my role is, is drawstringing those from a strategic perspective and leading each of those
0: teams. So there's a, there's a ton here, but I think it would be good if you could speak to the family businesses out there, or with them in mind, I guess I should I should say, I'm hearing, I'm seeing Patrick listening to this, like I know what he's talking about, the conversations that he had with his dad. It's it's interesting to look back on the transitions that he's had with his dad, and I'm sure that you've you're experiencing with with your dad now. So what rhythms and practices have you or your dad leadership team implemented that help to prepare you to take on the role of the president?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny thinking back on it. Uh, everything looks very intentional in the rearview mirror, but I know at the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. some of it was yeah, was make my, it up as we yeah. go. Some of those curves weren't pants.
0: expected. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but like I said earlier, uh, my dad has been so intentional, and really, that intentionality started well before I started working at the company. I think it's something that we coach small business owners on all the time: is that man, family business is hard. It is complicated and it's messy. And it, it requires actually a lot more work to work with family members than it does non-family members. And so if, if you're doing it right, what we always tell people is if, if the next generation doesn't feel called, meaning they don't feel purpose and, and they don't really tie into, they don't get passionate about the mission of the company, they should not be part of it. And so if they're just looking for a job or it's a next easy step in their life or their career, man, you are signing yourself up for a lot of pain because on the hard days, you need to be able to have that solid foundation of passion and calling. And so for me, uh, it was awesome having those conversations with my dad where he was really challenging me, uh, to lean into, you know, we're, we're, we're Christians, we're believers. So we, you know, having a relationship with Jesus, I, it's something that I want to, you know, seek his advice and ask what he has for my life, not what, uh, you know, how can I serve him? What, what, what does my life look like in that capacity versus me trying to you know, lead myself. And so if I'm being led by the Lord, where is he calling me to? And so through a series of events and me really dealing with the thoughts, I, honestly, I hated the idea of of being the boss's son and trying to fill shoes and live in a shadow and having to make a name for myself, you know, really working through that on my, you know, with the Lord and with good friends and, and good mentors, uh, I really felt a strong pull and passion to come work at Ramsey. And so So you know that's the biggest advice I give people on the front end is calling. The second thing is when you're working in a family business, it is so important that you really differentiate the roles. What I mean by that is in a more simple term, uh, we talk about hats a lot. We wear different hats. And what that means is um, when we're at the office, uh, we're wearing our team member boss hat. And when we're hanging out at family dinner or on the weekends or whatever that may be, we're wearing father-son hats and the more you blur those lines the the weirder it gets for both you and everyone around you and so at the office i i always refer to i don't go around saying hey dad i say hey dave and i you know that's a simple way to just remind myself and to treat him like he's my leader and to give him the honor that a ceo should have uh, obviously you you also honor your father in a in a close but but slightly different way and so you know for a lot of a lot of my time here, I had multiple layers of leadership between me and Dave, and it would be really inappropriate for me as a son to go talk to my dad about issues I was facing, you know, just natural normal issues that, that any you know e- any team member may face. So yeah, we would we would be really intentional on knowing who we're talking to. Am I talking to my dad or am I talking to my CEO? And so I, I love that too, because I've talked to a lot of small business owners, especially second generation who kind of talk about that, that they're sad or they they really feel like they miss out on having a relationship with their dad because they're constantly talking to their boss. You know, family dinners are polluted with work talk and all the things like that. And so we try our best on the weekends not to talk about work and just to hang out. Now, obviously, big things happen and and things are are heavy That that is good as father-son for us to digest and talk about together. But in general, we try to separate those as much as we can. And even so much so that for the last nine years, me and my dad have had a, a weekly breakfast. Every Tuesday morning, we get breakfast together. Now, these days, uh, we actually have breakfast at the office because that's just convenient for our schedules. So that's a little, bit, a little bit odd. But we have a, a weekly breakfast. It's father-son, just us hanging out. And we'll talk about work a, a little bit maybe, but it's always through the lens of a father-son and, and ownership uh, mentality. And then on the other side, we also have a weekly one-on-one where I am having a one-on-one with my direct leader and I am seeking his advice and I'm talking to him and giving him awareness on things I'm working on. And he's giving me counsel and wisdom and he's you know, helping me point me in the right direction and, and help clear blockers for me and, and do all the things that a leader should do. And so we, we have those different separate rhythms where we know who we are in those meetings as well. And so those have been really powerful for us. To keep those lines differentiated and to keep those relationships healthy, both of the
0: relationships. It's strange to say, but th- for the first time, I've, I've worked with Patrick at CCB for over ten years, and it's the first time that it dawned on me. I think I know why he called his dad Chris <laughs> when he was in the office. I'm dead serious. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, uh, I haven't asked him that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Patrick obviously after the interview and and ask him. But hearing you say that, that makes so much sense. And we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Those of you that did hear episode one of our new series, Leadership Exposed, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you that haven't yet, you got something to go back to. Episode one, Leadership Exposed happened a couple weeks ago. Patrick's launched this new series where he talks about his failures, his missteps. So you can learn and be better than him. As he says over and over again, these are real stories from his leadership journey as a CEO and owner of two different companies. So what you're going to hear now is a snippet from episode two of leadership Exposed, which is coming out soon. So without further ado, Patrick, take it away it's okay to say the words i don't know it's okay to say i'm not sure how this is going to turn out and i remember the first time he did it i was in a meeting i was like oh my gosh everyone's going to panic because we're the leaders well you let me tell you something people would rather hear an honest answer than a made-up one they would rather know that they're going to struggle or that you're going to struggle in the in this decision that you are making versus oh i know how this is going to turn out just be honest with them again as a leader be real, be transparent. And I understand you can't give every detail out there. And I understand you have to keep some things private, but it's okay to tell people you don't know something. I wrote some stuff down. And of course, in the recap for the listener, if this is your first time listening, I I do uh, uh, takeaways and action items. There's a ton of stuff here. So if you're not writing it down, I'll try to do my best to uh, recap, but calling, differentiating roles, and then weekly rhythms of breakfast and one-on-ones. Are, uh, are huge. So thank you. That, that is so good. A big part of Ramsey Solutions you've already mentioned is, is Entree Leadership. You had a, a big role uh, there as before you t- coming on as, as president. Um, part of the Ramsey business is dedicated to coaching small business owners, and that's where Entree Leadership comes in. You know, in your time as VP of Entree Leadership, you know, were there themes, patterns, things like that that you saw in successful family businesses?
1: Definitely, yeah. One of the things that that really comes to mind, uh, in addition to the things we just talked about, is open and honest communication. You know, a lot of family businesses, they, they, they shy away from having the hard conversations. And whether that be work performance or, you know, big and small. But what happens oftentimes is things fester, and they turn into bitterness, and they turn into dysfunction. And they come into, they turn into resentment, and man, it is really hard to come back from those places when people uh, spend years without really addressing the issues. And it starts small, you know. It starts with, you know, with a meeting that that goes, uh, that's frustrating, and both parties are frustrated. Or it goes with, you know, something small like uh, someone rolling their eyes or saying something slightly edgy or disrespectful. And those things happen, right? That's natural, just as as people working with other people. But you have to address it. And so one of the things that that we've had to be really intentional about is having those hard conversations and follow-up. And if you have it early and often, they aren't as hard. It's a lot simpler just to say, hey, did you roll your eyes on that meeting? You can't, come on, you know better than that. That's like, you can't do that. Or, hey, it looks like, you know, your body language, you seem like you're a little checked out. What's going on? Are you all right? Like, you know, do you disagree? Are you in or you're not? Like, let's talk about it. Hey, This project it it really didn't perform to the standards or expectations i had you know sometimes the 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 accountability goes both ways you know sometimes it's hey i watched you in this meeting and why did you know how come you handled this way i try to seek understanding in different situations but but sometimes it's me saying hey you're pretty grumpy and and that meeting could have gone could have been a lot more fun (laughs) Uh, you know, d- different things like that. And so being able to just be open and honest with communication is, is huge. And I see a lot of family businesses who are so shy because they don't want to screw up the relationship. They don't want to lose their son, daughter, nephew, niece, brother, sister, whatever that may be over something business related. But man, people crave honesty. People crave openness. And so long as you are, uh, you're addressing the uh, the action and not the identity of the person. You know the difference there being something like, "Hey, what you did, uh, y- you didn't really use enough critical thinking in that." The opposite would be, "Hey, you're stupid." <laughs> so uh, you know, not challenging people's identity, but challenging their actions and their behaviors is a is it, it's a is a small nuance, but it's it's massively offensive if you do it the wrong way, and can mess up relationships and can screw up things. You know, another thing too, one thing for me that's been so beneficial is having uh, mentors and friends that I, was I can talk ask to. about. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about yeah. that, please. So, man, having mentors uh, has been incredible because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, when, when there were seasons where I had multiple layers of leadership in between me and Dave, you know, I would have issues with my leader naturally, like every team member does. And the right thing to do is to address it with my leader. And sometimes, I don't know how to address it with my leader. Sometimes I need I need help. I need someone to help process that with, and that's where mentors have really been incredible for me. Is a place that I can go and, in some ways, vent, but also get clear instruction. You know, or or they they set me straight. You know, if I'm being overly upset with something and I'm you know not viewing it with the right perspective, and so having mentors who can really uh, right size me and help me uh, help guide me when I need to have. Things that I'm, I may not feel like I'm prepared to have in different situations, and so, uh, you know, today I still have, I still have my own coach uh, outside of here that's been so, so helpful, and that's been incredible. And of course, I have an incredible mentor in my CEO who happens to be my father, uh, Dave. And so I have, you know, you know, multiple people, and of course, friends and other things as well, uh, that that can speak into my life. And of course, my dad has that, you know, in his own way as well. So I think having community, I guess, is is the broad term is so, so important for people, regardless if you're in a family business or not, because sometimes you need just other perspective to help you navigate situations uh, and calm you down.
0: There's so much meat there. So before we move off of the Entree Leadership topic, um, my own curiosity, I I would be thinking about it after if I didn't ask, there have been headliner after headliner that has come through uh, the Entree Leadership podcast, Entree Leadership uh, Summit events, um as as you've grown up in the, in the business professionally you've met a ton of different people um, you work for uh, a national bestseller uh, in Dave um, that has helped you know tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people get out of debt um, in real practical ways so your perspective on this would be interesting in my opinion to hear has there been somebody that you've met along the way they don't have to be crazy famous or anything but that it, that it has been more, more or less kind of the surprising person that you would point to like, Oh, I was, I wasn't expecting that.
1: You know, one person that did stand out to me that, that did have a, uh, we've spoken very, very briefly a few times, uh, would be Dan Cathy from Chick-fil-A and okay. yeah, he, uh, you know, Dave became friends with Truett before Truett passed. And Dave is, is around Dan's age, I believe. And they, they're friends. And then, um, He's spoken at a few entree leadership events over the years. And so getting to meet him backstage has been really cool and interact with him as the second generation who's been successful and done incredibly well. And um, yeah, uh, just had some fun, fun interactions with him that that meant a lot. And I think what stood out to me most about him was uh, just being the real deal. He was so down to earth, so personable. He gave me a cell phone number. Uh, and he's actually accidentally called me a few times. He meant to call my dad, <laughs> but he called me on accident. And then when he realized that he still was like, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's great. just the fact that he remembered me, I was surprised by. So yeah, just the, him being so personable, you know, uh, kind of in this world, there's, you meet a lot of uh, awesome people. And, um, and I think it, it's like anything, you know, where they say like, don't meet your heroes in a way. Cause sometimes you realize they're human and they're, they're below the expectations you have of them. And there's been very, fortunately there's been very few circumstances where people were, you know, butts or whatever backstage, uh, most of the people that we've worked with have been phenomenal and awesome to work with and, uh, and just great quality people. And so, so that's been really cool. That's been a, a huge blessing. And, um, and at the end of the day, we're all people and we all, you know, we all have things we're learning, we're all growing and whatnot. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun and interesting.
0: That's good. Uh, coming back to uh, Ramsey Solutions as a whole, kind of zooming out from Entree Leadership. I know you said you have 12 different P&L centers. We're zooming out of the Entree Leadership. We're looking at Ramsey kind of as a whole. Uh, how, how are you, from your perspective, looking at the, or thinking about the company's growth?
1: Man, so right now we're having a lot of fun. We're actually, we've been really intentional around goal setting on growing really two things in our company is our top of funnel so how are we bringing new people in? How are we getting introduced to new people? And the phrase we often use is, how can we meet people where they are? Where are people, both physically, like from a, a format perspective, how do we reach people? Are they are they on TikTok? Are they on podcasts? Are they, you know, where are they? But when we say meet them where they are, we also mean from an emotional standpoint, how can we connect with people's hearts? And how can we be better, um, better informed there? And how can we uh, be incredibly empathetic in what we do? And so- We've seen uh, this year has been really fun. We've been really intentional with our our social strategy and our network strategy, which is all of our shows, like the Entree Leadership podcast you mentioned, and um, it's been it's been very fun. We've seen tremendous growth because I feel like we've dialed that in a little bit better of going to where people are and trying to connect with people in deeper and more meaningful ways. And so that's been really fun. And then secondly, we've been really intentional with saying, all right, we teach people all these things. We teach people how to lead their companies, how to run their businesses, how to uh, manage their personal finance, how to, to do relationships well, how to build a great career. And we do a lot of teaching, but there's so much opportunity for us to really equip people to live out what we teach them. And so we've been really excited about opportunities where we can walk alongside people throughout their journeys of leadership or personal finance. And so we're doing a lot of prototyping now with different apps and different things of how can we help people with their personal finances in deep, deeper and more meaningful ways and you know on the entree leadership side uh we're doing a lot more coaching and we have a, a a membership called entree leadership elite uh where we have different video content we have different teaching courses but we also have tools that help you communicate and stay engaged with your team uh tools that help you do goal setting and accountability and so that's been really fun and we're still learning a lot and figuring out a lot there but those are areas of of big growth for us and that are really exciting about the future so I've been personally really excited about that side of the business, and that's where I've been spending most of my time. Is how do we equip people to live out what we teach, so that their life actually gets transformed?
0: It's so good, and at, uh, again, listeners, I'm going to have a bunch of links in the show notes. Connect to these guys, follow up, check this stuff out. I'm going to I'm going to make it easy for you. Um, so I'm going to put it right at the bottom shelf for you to grab the, those links to what um, Daniel was just talking about. Because our company uh, at CCB Technology, we have benefited greatly from these tools. And, uh, Patrick, our CEO and owner has been, and is in, um, in some of these coaching groups. And, um, they just had a farewell for for one of his coaches, I think got promoted or his, uh, facilitator or something that of one of the, uh, groups that he's in through Entree leadership. So, um, this is awesome. This is great stuff and it's practically helping businesses like ours, uh, move forward. So I'll make sure, make sure those links are there. This is a, kind of my mentor would say that this is kind of a question that's as big as all outdoors, but uh, so take it where you want, but how in your perspective, your world, your view of things, how does leadership move your company forward? But then in a broader sense, how does leadership in general move companies forward?
1: I think it's as simple as leadership leads. You know, for us, we, we I'm really passionate about if teams aren't aligned towards a clear direction then how are you going to get anywhere? You're just going to go in circles. You're going to be on a treadmill. And so getting your team aligned towards a clear direction. And when I say clear direction, a couple of things come to mind. The team knowing and understanding the mission, the vision, the core values, the team knowing the strategic direction, meaning how are we going to accomplish the vision that we're talking about? And then next is is role clarity. What is my part that plays in the achievement of that strategy and that mission and vision? And then the just the regular communication along the way of leadership, of constantly beating the drum on all of those things I just mentioned, and holding people accountable for role clarity and making sure that role clarity exists and is there, making sure people understand and you're celebrating core values when you see them, and you're correcting people when, when things don't line up with that. And so I think that accountability, I think creating clarity uh, of all the things I just mentioned, and then holding people accountable, including yourself as the leader, that to me, that is leadership. Uh, that's the simple nuts and bolts of those are the things, those are the fundamentals that I see so many companies don't do. They get their heads in the clouds with all this fancy stuff. And those are the basics that man, that can really create powerful momentum for a team. And that's a company that people want to work for
0: and people want to stay at too. I wrote down a phrase that we learned from you all. I can't remember exactly who the first person was to say it, but to be unclear is to be unkind. And we say that that became a part of our verbal fabric, I guess, of CCB. uh, Where if you want people to move forward with you, you need to make sure there's not a fog that you're asking them to step into. (laughs) Um, Because what if there's a cliff on the other side of that fog and everybody dies? Uh, And then who does what? You just spoke directly to that about role, you know, your role in the process of us moving forward, whoever. You know, the, the leader is and whoever is reporting to them, uh, who does what. Cause if, if we have a great plan, but everybody's running in different directions, uh, we're not going to get anything done. This is so, so good. Um, if you're not following listener again, if you're not following folks, uh, from Ramsey Solutions or, you know, on social media for, you should, you should see what they do with like giveaways and cars and, uh, people's, you know, cars in the parking lot and things like that, that they, they celebrate folks that, um, you know, don't live above their means, which I appreciate. As my, I'm looking at my base model Forester out in the parking lot. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's no backup camera in that thing. Um, well, this has been a lot of things, not just fun, uh, but I think edifying would be a good word uh, for for me for the listener. Uh, I hope it's brought value to you all uh, and to you as well, Daniel. But I, I'd love for you to close us out with some encouragement uh, for. Those of us that are in a small business setting and listening to you now, um, what encouragement would you want to leave the listeners with?
1: So one of the things we often talk about around here is the biggest limiting factor in your business is the person in the mirror. You are the problem and you are also the solution. And so I guess I'll just simply say, take ownership of the problems and lead. You got this, and you're in the position you are for a reason. So uh, don't shy away from it. Go for it.
0: Well, thank you, sir. Um, I appreciate what you spent with us. Time is a non-renewable resource, so it does it's not lost on me that you can't get back uh, what you spent here. But I'm grateful for it and what you have explained and what people will be able to uh, investigate with Ramsey Solutions. will we'll do uh, a ton more than the 25 minutes they just spent with us.
1: Man, Steve, I'm so honored to hang out with you here. Thank you. And uh, man, I I look forward to seeing you
0: again soon. All right. All right. So takeaways and action items. First of all, takeaways. It's your fault. (laughs) If you're the leader, uh, you are the leadership lid on your organization. So what are you going to do about it? We have a phrase at CCB and at the Impact of Leadership. That came from uh, ccb technologies founder chris booth it's not your fault but it is your problem and that's essentially what uh, daniel was encouraging us all with towards the end of the interview so what are you going to do about it action items don't get out in front of your skis that's something that my mentor one of my mentors john nelson would say Um, and that's an image of somebody that's trying to either ski down a slope or ski water ski if you get out in front of your skis you are biting it you are going to fall so what does that mean no matter how big you get, no matter how successful you get, you don't want to get out in front of your skis. How do you keep that from happening? You get mentors. Daniel Ramsey has an uber famous dad and has a great job at a gigantic organization that has an impact across the nation. But he has mentors outside of his own father. So get a mentor. I talk about it a lot. But this is a perfect example. So that's action item number one. Don't get out in front of your skis. Get somebody that's going to keep you there. Keep you stable get a mentor there were several others but the second action item is make the first things first keep first things first prioritize well because if you don't prioritize the most important things then it's going to catch up to you eventually and your family's going to blow up and then what you had a successful business but you lost your family not good Now, if you like what you heard, I have a simple ask, send this to someone. We want to bring value to more and more folks just like you, but we don't know your friends. We don't know your family. So we need your help to get this message out. Now, if you leave a comment or review, we read all of them. It helps us know that, uh, you know, we're not just doing this to hear our own voices. It's helpful. And also, I would ask very specifically that if you listen on Spotify, leave a rate, our podcast after listening to it a couple times because we really don't have many ratings on Spotify and a lot of people are shifting that way from Apple. So it helps us reach more people. That's very, very helpful to us. Also, if you scroll down in whatever platform you're using to the spot that has all caps show notes, you'll find links to the things that we talked about in this podcast and others, other resources, like we've got uh, you know, more than 75 blogs, practical, practical leadership lessons across 130 plus episodes check the show notes for more. Well, I can't wait to be with you again soon. But until then, from all of us at the Impact of Leadership, thanks for listening.